So as we've established, there are very significant differences between Warren and Sanders on a policy level. But I think there were a lot of people, even pro-Sanders people, who were like, let's not go in on Elizabeth Warren. She's more on our side than on, you know, Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg's side. But in 2020, new year, new new Liz, she really fucking stabbed Bernie Sanders in the back, and she made it very clear that she is not on our side. She listened to some fucking Lizzo over the Christmas break and just decided, like, new year, new me, fuck Bernie. I'm going to side with, like, the party shills. Even though there has been a lot of reporting, I, I believe from Politico, uh, there was one that I read that talked about how o- Obama was obviously like very very uh you know uh dismissive of the idea of a Sanders presidency but the idea of a Warren presidency equally like pissed him off like, yeah he really does not want Elizabeth or at that time I think they've had talks since then and that, you know as she's moved more center uh but uh, like he was very displeased that she was in the mix. No, for sure. And that's, I mean, as we established, you know, he was a big part of her early career in Washington. So I don't know. Either way, uh, one day before the D- the CNN debate, the Democratic primary debate on January 14th, 2020, CNN itself ran a ridiculous article, supposedly, according to the article, at a private meeting between Warren and Sanders in December 2018, quote, The two agree that if they ultimately faced each other as presidential candidates, they should remain civil and avoid attacking one another so as to not hurt the progressive movement. They also discussed how to best take on President Donald Trump, and Warren laid out two main reasons she believed she would be a strong candidate. She could make a robust argument about the economy and earn broad support from female voters. Sanders responded that he did not believe a woman could win. The description so the description of this meeting is based on the accounts of four people, two that Warren apparently spoke with directly soon after the encounter, and two people who were, quote, familiar with the meeting. So nobody who is actually there. Now, Sam, Elizabeth Warren, we've been talking about her for an hour. Now, she would never embellish a story. For political gain, would she? I, I I don't see any reason to believe that. She hasn't lied about a single thing in her life. <laughs> the timing was so suspicious given that a few days before the CNN article, a Slack uh, message had leaked from the Bernie uh, phone banking uh, Slack or the canvassers Slack uh, that had a like not campaign approved script that said uh, if the person was a Warren supporter to basically say, I greatly like Elizabeth Warren, but here are some very reasonable reasons why Bernie is a stronger choice. Because her affluent white base will support the nominee, whereas Bernie brings people into the political process who may not have voted Democrat or voted at all. And so reasonable as that seems... Anyone can post anything in the Bernie Slack. And like we, Dan and I both know this because both of us, I mean, you know, a full disclosure, volunteer for the Bernie Sanders campaign, but anyone can post anything there. And it usually gets deleted really quickly in my experience. And the number one fucking rule for phone banking or for texting for Bernie is to not denigrate the other candidates, even if you're denigrating them in as fucking like, in as civil as a way as what you just described. You're not allowed to do it. You're supposed to just pivot to what's good about Sanders. You're not supposed to say, 
you should vote for Sanders because Pete Booty judges a piece of shit. There's, you're not allowed to fucking do that. It's it's totally against the rules. I, I get so annoyed when people post things like this as evidence that the Sanders campaign has run amok when it's one person posting one thing that got deleted instantly and is completely in opposition to the rules that they very clearly lay out. Like if you want to text for Bernie Sanders, you have to pass a fucking quiz that asks you all of these do's and don'ts of texting for Bernie. You you cannot do that. And then they read all the text messages also. So I mean you wouldn't be able to get away with it even if you did. You would probably get dismissed from being a, a volunteer if you were to try to denigrate Elizabeth Warren even in as civil a terms as what you just described. So she came out before the CNN story in interviews after that, you know, became a trending story saying, well, you know, I, I, Bernie's apparently trashing me when, are you fucking kidding? Bernie wasn't trashing you? Did, I, like, are you fucking crazy? Like, it was <laughs> some rando in the slack. Yeah. And so, so after that, that's when this CNN story breaks conveniently, like one day before the debate is set to occur. On CNN. On CNN. The debate- it is like literally like an advertise. It was like an advertisement for people to watch, and then it's like pro wrestling or something. <laughs> they knew it had fucking no. It, it held fucking no weight because they threw it in the fucking middle of the fucking debate. They didn't like lead with it or something when like people are actually watching. Um, they threw it in the middle of the debate, and Sanders uh, brilliantly just said, "Well, I didn't say that," and like straight up said. This is not true. Yeah. And even before that, he had denied it. He said, quote, it's sad that three weeks before the Iowa caucus and a year after the private conversation, staff who weren't in the room are lying about what happened. What I did say that night was that Donald Trump is a sexist, a racist and a liar who could weaponize whatever he could. Do I believe a woman can win in 2020? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by three million votes in 2016. I think it's very suspicious that Warren herself would not outright say that Bernie said it. Like, her statement, you know, where she was basically saying, like, I want to move on and focus on, you know, defeating Trump, it it didn't deny that it happened, but she couldn't outright just say this is what he said. Like, just another instance of her just... just just she it has the traits of every fucking thing people associate with like irritating politicians just the avoiding of you know directly answering the fucking question did he say this and also lawyers are nothing if not like the whole point of being trained as a lawyer or as a legal a, a legal professor the way that she was is to be very good at being specific or not specific in your verbiage and it's very in her statement she says quote I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. Very fucking vague. Not once does she say that Bernie actually said what those staffers accused him of saying. She just vaguely denies it. And in the debate, I mean, it was so ridiculous. Bernie Sanders, after saying, no, I did not say that, the next question was, hey, Elizabeth Warren, what did you think when Bernie Sanders told you a woman can't become president? And then she said again, I disagreed. She did not say, oh, yeah, he said that. They had to pitch her the question. It's a loaded question that they pitched her, which immediately and inherently assumes that Bernie did actually say the thing. They didn't ask her to confirm or deny it. They asked her how she felt when he did say the thing. He definitely did, even though he had just fucking denied it. Roll the clip from the 1980s where Bernie says we should have a woman president. The real issue is not whether you're black or white, whether you're a woman or a man. In my view, a woman could be elected president of the United States. The real issue is whose side are you on? Are you on the side of workers and poor people, or are you on the side of big money and the corporations? It just doesn't stand up. (laughs) No, and keep in mind, this is the man who asked Elizabeth Warren to run against Hillary Clinton. Like like three years before that. (laughs) Are you telling me he didn't think she could be president? I think that 
perhaps Bernie, who we have seen in the past, you know, he is like a man in his 70s. Like, he's not like, though his policies are far and away the best for like minorities and like the most popular for minorities. Like, yeah, he does sometimes like, you know, a little clunky with his language and like people, you know, will talk about his like gesticulations are sexist, you know, when he points at a a woman. Um, I think what, what he probably said was something to the effect of, I think you will, as a woman faced sexist attacks from Donald Trump that, uh, a, a, a man wouldn't have to face, which is again objectively fucking true. Yeah, but at no point does it seem like he said that's a reason why you should not run. He, I don't think he said that because it contradicts what he had said for his whole life leading up to that point. So, and then that dog shit fucking moment at the end of the debate when Elizabeth Warren uh, and let's play the audio here. <laughs> I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that discussion. You called me a liar. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. And uh, God bless, like, Tom Steyer just hanging around. I just want to say hi, Bernie. (laughs) Yeah, Um, good. Okay. (laughs) uh, Like, you know, I mean, let's listen to it. Warren just does this ridiculous, like, pageantry confronting Bernie trying to like trip him up instead refusing to shake his hand and saying like you called me a liar like fuck this is so transparently um just full of shit yeah this is the point in the debate where they're basically doing you know like the little little league baseball game like good game guys like good they're shake all shaking hands and dispense and just you know saying pleasantries to one another but she i i mean like this seems conspiratorial but she definitely fucking knew the mics were hot and wanted to catch him saying something you know theoretically off the record that would incriminate him and it's good that he said no we're not doing this here and walked off but you can see he's pretty pissed i mean he went in for the handshake with warren and then she like has her hands clasped together and just like straight up attacks him it's clear that she like wanted to say this the whole debate this is as public as could possibly be and then the weird thing was how like CNN like held the audio for like a day or two yes. to just like extend the story in the news cycle. And again, like right before the Iowa caucuses, like you cannot tell me that there wasn't some fucking weird orchestration for ratings, uh, you know, just a uh, uh, fucking uh, Warren campaign people working with the press to sow some kind of like fucking uh, messaging about Bernie Sanders that he's a sexist and uh, I don't think it quite held up uh, you know here we are like uh, a bunch of weeks later yeah and you know obviously people can say oh you're being conspiratorial but I think on a certain level if it looks if it smells a certain way even if that's not exactly what happened that's what people are going to fucking think and it it went nowhere. It did not improve her numbers at all. Like, we should check in with where Liz is at right now. Uh, her campaign is basically saying that they have n- little to no shot in the early states and instead will focus mainly on Super to- Tuesday. But Sanders is pretty much projected to sweep the Super Tuesday primaries. Like, it seems like she's kind of probably not going to win at all. Like, she doesn't seem like she's a contender. No, she she's doesn't. Uh, Sam, this is stunning considering where sh- she was polling a few months ago. I- I've been reading in preparation for this episode a few articles uh, from, you know, the campaign about uh, Warren, and she was projected to, to uh, run away with Iowa and New Hampshire a couple months ago. Which has not come to fruition, and it does not seem like it's going to happen in New Hampshire for her. And the drop-off can directly be seen... From the moment she distinguished herself from Bernie Sanders by pivoting away from unequivocal support for Medicare for All in that debate. And Medicare for All, for the record, is 
I think, favored by 77% of Democratic voters. It is very broadly popular. And the fact that she, I think, waffled on that was the beginning of the end. But there, this, these you know, shenanigans that she's pulled recently definitely didn't help. I think that also hurt her. Because it, I mean, it, who are you going to believe? Someone who... Bernie Sanders is one of the most popular politicians in the country. He is broadly seen as consistent and honest. And she is not seen that way. And with very good reasons. She's in the top uh, least trustworthy uh, politicians in the country. And, you know, when we ran a really a, a person who was also seen as distrustworthy against Donald Trump in 2016, it didn't turn out so well. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are just like, she's done. Like, and I agree. And I mean, also, it's she's her campaign has gotten some bad press recently, specifically her campaign in Nevada, uh, where a few of her staffers have quit i think six of her staffers quit because they were they felt like and they were all women of color who thought that they were basically trotted out as props for to improve diversity so what can we say about sort of her campaign and it's uh the way she's tried to connect with people of color i think it's uh, I, I don't know it's I, I think it's been relatively unsuccessful it seems like the numbers indicate her base is pretty much like all white college educated it mostly is she's at seven percent nationally with black voters according to quinnipiac and she is at six percent with black voters in south carolina where biden and sanders lead uh and biden and sanders i mean lead in across the board sanders cleans up the latino vote and um it's interesting what some of the staffers who quit in nevada said megan lewis a field organizer who joined the campaign in may and departed this december said that she felt like a problem she said like i was there to literally bring color into the space but not the knowledge and voice that comes with it Uh, another departed staffer who was also a field organizer who was granted anonymity because she feared reprisal said quote we were all routinely silenced and not given a meaningful chance on the campaign complaints comments advice and grievances were met with an earnest shake of the head and progressive buzzwords but not much else which honestly to me checks out about her campaign yeah that's it's interesting that that was their perception of the like campaign staff because that's my perception of just the fucking like image that she projects. Yeah. No, I mean, the women went on to say that uh, issues in the campaign had hurt their larger effort to marshal votes, uh, especially in Nevada's massive Latino communities. It's literally called Nevada. Um, apparently, Spanish language like campaign materials didn't arrive until late in the fall, despite the fact that staffers had requested it multiple times. Um, there were too few Spanish-speaking organizers, uh, despite the ca- fact that the campaign needed more. I mean... Uh, Bernie Sanders does not have that problem. Bernie Sanders has a whole segment for his call, his volunteer pages um, for both calling and texting where it requests people who speak different languages, in, in Spanish and, and multiple others as well. He does not have this problem. He has plenty of outreach materials in different languages. And just look at who came out for Bernie in Iowa. It was like the immigrant population, these, these communities that were organized – by, you know, dedicated Sanders volunteers uh, who, I, I mean, they, 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 they were, as Bernie says, like, my brave people bring people into the political process. Yeah, no, I heard about, like, this this community of, like, South Sudanese immigrants who had, like, never voted, and they all went overwhelmingly for Sanders. Like, Ethiopian pork packers all went overwhelmingly for Sanders. I mean, he has this broad support because he do- his campaign does the work to reach those communities. In contrast, Elizabeth Warren uh, has spent the least amount of time in Nevada of those first four voting states. She spent only 12 days in Nevada trying to campaign. And it is one of the first states. But as we said earlier, she doesn't give a shit about those first states for some reason. Like she doesn't want to win. Well, because like she's already thrown in the towel on those first few states because she sees that like Bernie's unstoppable. And now, uh, you know, to, 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 I don't know. She wants to basically, you know, have a viral moment that somehow wins her like millions of voters. Like, Sam, she is projected to she might lose her home state of Massachusetts. Yeah, it's totally within the realm of possibility that she will lose Massachusetts. And 
I mean, this is where I think we come to the our conclusion of this episode, which is that Ber- Elizabeth Warren maybe this whole time has been running a spoiler campaign to kneecap Bernie Sanders. I used to think that that was like a crazy idea back in the day, but just when you look at some of these numbers, like uh, the same Quinnipiac poll I quoted earlier, uh, you can see that Elizabeth, when you when they were asked, when voters were asked um, who their second choice was. 35% of Warren's voters said that Sanders was their second choice. And when you also when you look at the numbers, most of Warren supporters said that they would I mean they, a lot of them would go Sanders, but they also would mainly fall in line with whoever the Democratic nominee is once they get it. It is clear to me that especially with the Iowa debacle and the fact that uh you know Pete Booty Judge got as close as he did to beating Sanders. I mean, I don't think he did, but and we should say that like she got in third place, which like while that was like overperforming the expectations, and you know that her doing well is probably because of the Biden collapse. And also, if she's getting third place, if she was just out of the fucking race, if even Bernie got like one third of her support of the voters who would have gone for her, he would have crushed the rest of the competition. It wouldn't have been a contest at all. But, like, she's still hanging in there, and it's making me think that she's doing it to kneecap Sanders and hoping that whoever does win, if it's not Sanders, is going to give her some sort of position. And it's also worth mentioning that Bernie Sanders apparently was very much considering giving her like secretary of the treasury or another high profile cabinet position. So he even was researching if she could be vice president and treasury secretary. Ugh. doesn't look like that's going to happen now. No, I, I, and I can't blame him. So, I mean, you know, take it from five thirty-eight. Bernie Sanders is probably going to win almost every primary, uh, if not all of them. Like he is the odds-on favorite across the board for the most part for, at this point. And the fact that she's still hanging around when she claims that she agrees with everything he says, it kind of belies the idea that she's probably running to kneecap his campaign. Maybe, uh, you know. This is a bit of a vanity thing. She likes the celebrity. Who wants to drop out and say you're a failure, you know? And I think that it could be a concerted effort to kneecap Sanders, or that could just be a byproduct that she literally doesn't fucking care about, you know? Like, she could be kneecapping him, even if, like, that's not her main intention, and her fucking chasing clout, matters more to her than the 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 fucking progressive agenda getting actually you know introduced now i think that's totally totally possible as well and i don't know i guess to wrap up we should go into our reasons why elizabeth warren is not the unity candidate that she says she is i mean my my two cents is that if she was she would just drop out and support sanders like at this point i think the Dem- the democratic party needs to just i mean Sir, they just need to rally around Bernie because he is the one with the most support, the most money, the most do- like donors. I mean, the rallies are gigantic. The, the like, he's the only one like with an army of fucking supporters who demand that they nominate Bernie Sanders, like because he's actually offering a fucking policy, you know, a prescription that. I, I don't know. You can literally say it's like the Green New Deal literally is going to like save the planet. Yeah. And, and we need big ideas. Like we, we're in the age of where, I mean, compromises and incrementalism are not going to cut it. So I get really I pissed off when I see Elizabeth Warren touting the unity argument, too, because I feel like her last few months have shown like nothing but disdain for like the left. No, absolutely. She She's willing to run as a spoiler for Sanders now, but she was unwilling to challenge Hillary Clinton when Sanders asked her to. Um, she kind of challenges both of the party's bases. Like people in the center think she's too far left. People on the left think she's too far to the center. She's basically just a contrarian to like both sides. So I, I don't see who her, what her appeal is. And that's why she doesn't have any fucking support. And I love how her campaign has just been like fucking wheeling out Julian Castro uh, a guy who fucking did he ever break like two percent 
Uh, like, no, I, I mean, some activists said that he like said some nice things, and I'm sure that's true, but he didn't really mean any of it. I mean, his record at as uh, as a HUD secretary was pretty fucking abysmal <laughs> under Obama. So she's, you know, she pulled Castro in as an endorsement right after he dropped out. <laughs> Bad choice, Julian. I feel like you maybe you could have uh, made a you know made a better choice there in terms of you know your career, but. Uh, he said on MSNBC something to the effect of uh, Elizabeth Warren will inspire working class voters and unite and excite a broad coalition of support from all backgrounds. That is not borne out in the data, Sam. In the data, you say? I thought that's the stuff that Elizabeth Warren was the specialist on. No, uh, in fact... Uh, you know her fucking homogenous base of of you know fucking like you know white women uh who you know think 50 shades of gray is titillating <laughs> yeah i mean her support is basically only college educated white people um and those people are all as we said earlier willing to support the nominee in the end whoever it is so it's not like we have to nominate her or else we're going to lose those votes which is the case with Sanders. I mean, a large percentage of Sanders voters say that they would not feel compelled to vote for the nominee if it was someone other than Sanders because Sanders is like actually unique and actually inspires people. Yeah, I think we can agree. She does not have broad working class support. I don't I don't see her racking up union endorsements. I feel like Biden's really the only other like, you know, person who is like challenged Bernie on that front. No, definitely not. And I, I mean, I think you accurately diagnosed the fact that there is maybe some sexist double standard of she does not seem authentic, but I think that also has to do with the fact that she is this, you know, lofty Ivy league professor. Like she, you know, the definition of like a Ivy league of a ivory tower kind of bourgeois intellectual telling working class people what they should support instead of, working with them. I mean, you see that Elizabeth Warren's slogan is, uh, is, you know, I've got a plan for that. Whereas Bernie Sanders, slogan is not me us. I, I, it's just, it's very easy to see just from that, like the way their difference in their appeals lies. Yeah. And like, you know, one is literally a message of unity and compassion. And one is, aren't I a smart woman? Look at me. Yeah, do what I say. <laughs> exactly. And you know, Think of like I'm with her, like it's, it's it's you know it's not the right message to project out. So yes, I do think the authenticity thing is you know probably kind of like a, a sexist like you know thing to measure. Uh, you know, like there is that, that does definitely like impact like the, a question of authenticity. But I think that all of the lying tendencies we've talked about, uh, you know definitely uh cause her to take a hit on authenticity and then fucking god these the the way she is touted the selfie lines sam i I mean for months now she she literally does fucking photo lines after giving speeches and she has touted this as like a revolutionary act that yeah for some reason like what you're the only politician who takes fucking pictures with people and they are not selfies they're obviously not selfies a selfie is when the fucking person takes the picture (laughs) they hold the phone and they take the picture she is having a staffer take the photographs it is bullshit these are not selfies I know. Like she doesn't know what the word. I mean, so we should definitely warn the listeners. We're out of the realm of like substantively critiquing Elizabeth Warren. Now we're just gonna dunk on how fucking endlessly goofy her campaign is. So lame. Uh, Like, yeah, the selfies that aren't selfies and the the obsession with it. Like, she's taken, you know, hundreds of thousands of selfies. Like, who gives a shit? No one cares. Like, everyone takes selfies. I've taken hundreds of thousands of selfies, and I'm not even that big into the idea. But... I, like she was compared most... to Frederick Douglass. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely the most hyperbolic comparison was this 
I mean, it's a real Washington Post article, which we will link to in the show notes, where it says that Frederick Douglass, the fucking former slave uh, who edu- learnt, taught himself how to read, having his portrait taken, is a revolutionary act in the same way that Elizabeth Warren having her campaign do all these selfie lines is just completely insane. You couldn't make up a take that bad, but it's out there in the wild. I mean, like her supporters in general, like the people who are really Warren heads are very cringe in my mind. Did you see that, uh, that viral one of the lady, like, uh, the Warren, uh, I I guess she was like a Warren volunteer, like berating the fucking, uh, to uh, you know the, the black husband and wife who were uh, caucusing for Sanders, and she like they asked her to leave them alone, and she like wouldn't. And then I saw a reply to that that said, "A, a Warren, uh, a Warren precinct captain, told my girlfriend that she was betraying her gender by Ooh. supporting Elizabeth uh, by supporting Bernie Sanders instead of Elizabeth Warren." Yikes! It's like shocking that people. Uh, would have that floating around in their head, but it, you know it shouldn't be because these people are just absolutely just just no self awareness. So so continuing with the insanity of her selfie lines, uh, when she was when when Elizabeth Warren was in, stuck in the Senate on the on the Trump impeachment trial, which of course like Trump was acquitted because. We live in the stupidest country ever. But um, she sent her dog, Bailey, out to like do be in the selfie lines in her place. Because, I mean, genuinely, a golden retriever is a little bit more appealing than Elizabeth Warren to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's easy to, like, deploy the fucking family dog. But so she comes out with this, like, is it a balloon? Yeah, this was going back a few, like, the the, Bailey crossed my radar because of this extremely surreal video uh, that came out of, like, Elizabeth Warren running happily to a massive inflatable, like, likeness of her dog Bailey which and then in the background you can't see any of them like maybe they just edited the audio in but her supporters are chanting big structural Bailey because I guess the joke is that she always talks about the need for big structural change or something but it's really hard to tell what's going on in the fucking video yeah this uh, you know if her fucking dog is gonna be the mascot for big structural change, I, I guess I just don't see what the big structural change that she's going to bring is. Whereas, like, Bernie Sanders, I see where there is, like, actual structural change. Uh, you know, as nice as a fucking uh, giant dog is, I think, like, I'm a capitalist Warren, uh, you know... Is there really going to be that much structural change? Yeah, she her op- opposition to capitalism is kind of non-existent. She usually just says, like, I think we just need to get markets back on track so that they work for average people, which I, I don't know if that's, like, what people are wanting to hear right now. I don't think a lot of people feel like the market is on their side. I think also a lot of people are annoyed at having certain things like healthcare or education be commodified and be markets that they're supposed to, you know, fight one another in. It, it, I don't think that's a good message for where we're at in, in this day and age. Also, like, sorry, people don't like, like, pedantic-ass, like, fucking inscrutably, like, complicated plans. It's just... That is, like, part of Bernie's appeal is that his shit is very easy to distill. Like, his plans are uh, quite uh, clear. Like I, I, Again, like, the structural change he's talking about, it's, it very much seems like kind of just, uh, you know, uh, um, an aesthetic sort of, like, branding exercise without much substance behind it. And... I guess I want to put to bed the uh, fucking, you know, you'll see a lot of, like, celebrities posting this recently. Like, you know, uh, I 
I pledge to support the eventual nominee and I hope we can all do the same. And it's like trying to have that conversation now, you are like telling on yourself and you are concerned trolling the Bernie Sanders supporters who are constantly being gaslighted about how fucking well Bernie is doing. They literally like had a media blackout on him up until like a month ago. Uh, I mean, really, like I pledge to support the eventual nominee. No, fuck you. I don't. I live in New York. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, I I live in D.C. where my vote literally does not fucking count whatsoever. So like it's not going to I don't see myself marking booty judge on a fucking ballot if it comes down to that and you know what all these people who are saying i pledge to support the eventual nominee let's let's fucking see if bernie sanders is the nominee how many of these people do you think are actually gonna mark bernie sanders on a piece of paper and hand it in you know i like there are divisions in politics and they're real and acting like we all have to rally around some establishment democrat who's gonna continue basically everything that trump does now and maybe roll back some of his more mean things is it's kind of like laughable and embarrassing. Like we should be getting all be getting behind the candidate who represents the most substantive opposition to Trump has the broadest space of support and the most money and can actually do the thing and has a reason to win other than the fact that he's not Donald Trump. You can say none of those things about Elizabeth Warren. I, I don't know. There is no central, just like big structural plan. Like, you could say, like, okay, Bernie Sanders wants to, like, revitalize the labor movement in America. He wants, like, what do you say, like, 50% of workers to be in unions when he's president? Like, like yep. where's Warren suggested anything like that? Big structural no. change. It's not enough to just raise, you know, to, to do a wealth tax. It's not enough. No. And I mean, she started out like being she I think enjoyed a lot of support from progressives and even a lot of Bernie supporters early on because she was a little bit more ballsy with things that she proposed. But as she's walked them back, it becomes more and more, you know, I don't know. It just becomes more and more like laughable, the idea that she really represents a big challenge to the system or to the Republican Party. Because after Democrats start fighting, are done fighting with one another, we're going to have to take on Trump. And he's stronger than ever. He enjoys a massive amount of support from within his own party. He has proven that he can actually be president. And obviously, it's been a disaster for a lot of people. But Republicans don't really fucking care about the people for whom the Trump presidency is a disaster. And even for a lot of the people for whom it is a disaster they'll still get behind him because of some reason or other so we need someone who's going to represent a very genuine opposition to trump and i just don't see it with warren and i don't know that's my two cents she has attacked bernie more than she fucking has attacked joe biden and we are expected to think that she's on the side of like the left like no way no well I mean, I think that's a good place to leave it. I just, I, I don't, I, I, a lot of, I think that she is just siphoning off a lot of Bernie support. And I think the DNC needs to have a reality check and rally around Sanders because I think, and polls support this, he is our best chance at beating Trump. And even if you like have your reasons for not liking him, guess what? We had to suck it up in 2016 when Hillary Clinton ran. We had to do all this stuff, and people are sick of it. That's why voter turnout is so low. They're sick of sucking it up and voting for someone who they don't want to vote for. When you have so many people who are genuinely motivated by a candidate and seeing that the party that he is running as a part of just absolutely despise him and is willing to pull all kinds of chicanery to keep him out away from the nomination— while at the same time scolding the left and progressives for demanding a you know a, a candidate like him, then it, it's it, this is the reason why people check out from politics and fools like Donald Trump are able to beat you know career politicians. This is why, and people and need a reality check, and hopefully this episode can be that for some people. And that she revived the like Hillary Clinton fucking attacks on Bernie Sanders from 2016 that he's a sexist or something like like Warren sorry folks snake woman yep nah I think she's done I mean we put her to bed here go back to the uh, senate you know 
write some fucking bills about economics shit that I what like I don't care. Get yeah, out of vote yes on Bernie's proposals. Yeah. Like like <laughs> I don't know. And maybe like okay, maybe she can be redeemed if she drops out soon and and endorses Bernie, but it ain't happening, folks. <laughs> no. All right, this is Hog Planet. Why, why is Elizabeth Warren a hog? I mean, because she's just like, like you said earlier, she is kind of rolling around in her own filth. She is, you know, enjoying her vanity run. And, I mean, just she's eating up Bernie Sanders' crumbs. And, she, you know, she needs to be put out to pasture. I, I guess they don't do that with hogs. I'm not sure if the analogy works. But, no, she's just... She is self-satiated. She is huge on her own identity and ego and her accomplishments. And she's kind of divorced from reality. And I think that we need to, we all kind of need a reality check. We need to just get behind Sanders and, you know, do away with what could have been. If she had maybe ran in 2015 against Hillary Clinton, we could be in a completely different era. I mean, she may have been able to beat Trump that time around. I mean, I, who knows? So, but we'll never know. And she, I think her moment has passed and we need to just rally around Sanders at this point. She's not getting the nomination, but can you imagine the amount of fucking Pocahontas TV ads that Trump oh. would run? And I mean, it's fucked up when he says that, obviously, like we're not endorsing it. But her response to it was not effective at all. She made massive unforced errors that we documented uh, trying to combat that narrative. So how are we supposed to believe that we can trust her this time around to you know, stand up on a debate stage against Donald Trump? Because winning the debate against Trump, as we saw with Hillary Clinton, doesn't mean being smarter than him or being more knowledgeable about policy. It means presenting an actual like a narrative against him it means presenting yourself and beating him on like a personality level and for what it's worth trump has said uh apparently behind closed doors that the bernie sanders was the only politician that he feared from the democratic side and even bloomberg an interview recently with him uh surfaced where he said that if bernie sanders had been the nominee in 2016 he would have walked away with the presidency so uh follow at hog planet on twitter Follow at Spaventacular and at Wagstank to hear our unmitigated uh, thoughts. Uh, Sam, I also want to just say uh, to our listeners, uh, donate to the Sanders campaign. And I think it's uh, imperative that even if you know you have some uh, anxieties about it, uh, do the, the phone banking and texting for Bernie. Uh, all that information is easily uh, found on Bernie's website. Uh, you know, it's imperative that we all do what we can here. Yeah, I mean, pitch in. It's fun, honestly. Like, get out there, talk to the populace, and it's far better than posting online endlessly or getting angry or yelling at your family members. Like, go engage with real people and fucking tell them how you feel. Like, it's cathartic, honestly. Big structural Bailey, suck my ass. This is Hog Planet. We jump back on here to, well, to be honest, we, we, we recorded that episode a couple weeks ago. So we wanted to give you the latest on the fall. I, I, Sam, I guess the rise and then the fall again of the Elizabeth Warren campaign. What do you think are some of the important developments? <laughs> well, we, we've had three primaries so far. Um, and Elizabeth Warren has been in all of these primaries and has gotten she has some attended. votes. <laughs> if this was your Little League soccer game or whatever, she would be getting the participation trophy. Very millennial. But she's not really getting many or in some cases any delegates yeah and she was among those that said in the nevada debate that she supports a basically a super delegate coup of the uh, nominee in the convention wherein the popular vote is disregarded in favor of uh, some super delegates 
essentially implying that she knows she has no shot but to be handed the nomination as a participation trophy. Yeah, for more specifically, Chuck Todd with his awful haircut with the hairline from hell. Louis C.K. <laughs> yes, he asked if when it came down to the convention, the pers- if there was someone with a plurality but not a majority of delegates, whether the ca- he asked whether the candidates would agree that the person who gets the most delegates, even if it is only a plurality, should win the nomination, or if they should allow some sort of brokered convention, maybe have super delegates weigh in. And very tellingly, Bernie, the only one of these people who seems like he's going to get a plurality, if, I mean, if you're going to tell me that one of them was going to get a majority, I would say it's definitely going to be Sanders if any one of these people is going to get a majority. But it seems undoubtable that he is going to get a plurality at the least. He was the only one who said that the winner of the convention, the winner of the nominee, should be the one with the most votes, even if it's not a plurality. Elizabeth Warren and all those other ghouls all said that to the way they phrased it was so heinous. They said, just let the process work. Which <laughs> the process is completely malleable every year. There is no like set process, and the this sort of attitude is completely antithetical to the basic concept of democracy. Yes, you you would think that after two hundred some odd years, we this country would have finally, I guess, embraced the notion that one man or woman or person is one vote. But we're not at that stage. All these people apparently believe that when it comes down to it, the the DNC should be able to just pick out of a hat whoever the fuck is going to win this nomination. The same people who were, you know, wailing the last four years about how Hillary won the popular vote and that yeah. that made Trump an illegitimate president. But anyway, the uh, debate in uh, South Carolina the other night. Warren, uh, she obviously had to tell the I was fired for being pregnant story, careful in her wording that she didn't directly say it, but she said, I was pregnant, I was visibly pregnant, and I I wasn't asked back. Yeah, she gets more and more cautious with her wording every time she brings up that story, but we obviously already went in on all those exaggerations and potential falsehoods that she has told over her life and specifically on the campaign trail but she has been ramping up her attacks on bernie and in the uh, debate in south carolina the way she basically was like bernie doesn't get anything done was the attack we've heard it before which is impressive coming from a what a one term one or two term senator, yeah. <laughs> someone who's a relative neophyte to the political process compared to Bernie, who has been in politics for a pretty long time at this point. But uh, this isn't helping Warren in the polls. She finished third in Iowa with eighteen percent of the vote. In New Hampshire, she finished fourth with nine point two percent of the vote. Nevada, a distant fourth again, not with a nine point seven percent of the vote. Neither In neither of those states did she win any delegates. Of course, Bernie won at least the popular vote in Iowa. He won New Hampshire and crushed Nevada. Yeah. I mean, had like more than double the amount of votes of Joe Biden, the next, I think, who was a distant second to B- Bernie. And Nevada, I feel like, has really shaken up the field. I feel like everyone now, especially you saw that in that South Carolina debate, everyone was coming for Bernie's head. He's the one to beat. He's always been the one to beat, but it sort of seems like now they are more willing to accept that and try to do the dirty work it takes to come for his head. And Elizabeth Warren has been no slouch on that. Yeah, in the debate, she said, Bernie and I both want to see universal health care, but Bernie's plan doesn't explain how to get there, doesn't show how we're going to get enough allies into it, and doesn't show how we're going to pay for it. I dug in, I did the work, and then Bernie's team trashed me for it. We need a president who is going to dig in, do the hard work, actually get it done. Progressives have got one shot, and we need to spend it with a leader who will get something done. And then... 
I have to also comment that she refused to shake Bernie's hand after the debate once again. Really woke and uh, progressive. And, you know, this. she shook Bloomberg's hand, who, you know, she rightfully uh, attacked at, at the debates that he's been in. So, yeah, that, that's becoming like a... Remember when Kamala Harris went in on uh, Joe Biden really hard for the busing thing and early on in the debates and then basically walked it all back once the cameras were off? That's She's kind of doing that, I think, with Bloomberg a little bit. She clearly sees Bloomberg as less of a threat than Bernie, even though you would think, and I think most people think, that Bernie is uh, more into the coalition of hers than Bloomberg is for sure. But I don't know. I... I think it's worthwhile for us to unpack that quote of, you know, how are we going to pay for health care or how are we, you know, like, how are we going to get people to support it? Bernie's never gotten anything done. He literally plans to do politics and not just like abide by shitty conventional wisdom that has failed for 30 years. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Bernie, she's kind of right in that Bernie doesn't lead with. The whole, oh, uh, you know, I have calculated this exact number that we will need for the exact thing of Medicare for all. It's more of we need to get it done so we will find a way to get it done. And I think that resonates more with people because being told that every, you know, when I look at Elizabeth Warren's plans, I'm like, so when the Republicans tack on a shitload of amendments to this, it all falls apart, I guess. I mean, it seems like everything has to go right and exactly according to her quote unquote plan for Elizabeth Warren to get Medicare for all the way she wants to get it. Whereas with Bernie, it's more, you could criticize him for being more general about how we're going to pay for it. And that's that's a fine criticism to make, but it's, not so much about the plan it's more about the political will and the organizing it's going to take to actually get that done even if it is onerous i remember seeing the difference with what how and how they responded when they were asked will your medicare for all plan raise taxes on the middle class with warren she said no absolutely not whereas with bernie he's like well yeah of course but you won't have to pay for your for you know your deductibles or premiums or anything that you currently have to pay for for your health care meaning that you even if you do pay a little more in taxes you will just save like an incalculably large amount of money over the years it's just like a no-brainer and the fact that bernie lays it out so simply and makes it more about the the will that we need and the organizing we're going to need to get it done instead of like well i have counted this exact number that it will cost and if i don't get that number then i guess we can't do it like i just it gives me more bernie's more general approach gives me more faith than Elizabeth Warren's approach, which is just so calculated and so like like I said, if if one thing goes wrong, then we don't get Medicare for all, I guess. And also, her Medicare for for all plan we described a little bit before doesn't include mental health coverage and is means tested, so it's nowhere near what he's proposing anyway, which makes it inherently easier to pay for. Right, that would imply. Uh, like that trust you have in her to accomplish it, it, it it's it's nice and all, but I don't see her having that base of like actually like organizing behind her to like whip things through. And uh, I, I see Bernie is absolutely showing he has that. Speaking of reasons not to trust Elizabeth Warren, some more stuff came out about this week about her. Her continuing missteps with the Cherokee Nation and the Native American community at large in the United States. So over 200 Native Americans asked her to renounce the idea that she is Native American by a decimal point, uh, you know, DNA test. Yeah, what was the number? It's like 132nd to 1,024th. <laughs> inconceivably small fraction it says equating cherokee identity with the results of a dna test was more than a misstep it was dangerous your supporters and the public need to understand why we ask that you explain the that only tribal affiliation 
and kinship determine native identity and that equating native identity with race and biology erodes the foundation of indigenous sovereignty. Claiming native identity without citizenship, kinship ties, or recognition from Native American communities undermines indigenous self-determination. As the most public example of this behavior, you need to clearly state that native people are the sole authority on who is and who is not native. Now, I really, at this point, expect this to follow her beyond her failed presidential campaign. Yeah, especially since her response to this was really not what they were asking for. Um, She responded saying that she is, quote, not a person of color. She acknowledged that she is a white woman. You know, shocking development here, of course. But she went on to say, I am not a tribal citizen. Tribal nations and only tribal nations determine that tribal citizenship It is their right as a matter of sovereignty. And they exercise that in the ways they choose to exercise it. I have said very publicly, and I will continue to say, that DNA does not determine tribal citizenship. But as we revealed in the last few episodes, yes, she fucking did say that DNA is like what determines it. Like she literally said... I'm native and I'm proving it with a DNA test. And you know how at at the debate, like Mayor Pete's Twitter account tweeted something like, you know, we need a middle ground between the, uh, you know, uh, like repressive 1950s and the revolutionary 1960s (laughs) or something. And people were like, so Mayor Pete wants a middle ground between segregation and the civil rights movement. (laughs) <laughs> um, but he deleted that off of his Twitter account when he got roasted for it. But it was like televised when he said it in the fucking debate. And just as Elizabeth Warren thinks she can run from this stupid video her campaign posted, like the internet doesn't forget. Yeah, not something like this. Um, and she continued. She said, I understand with humility that this is your right, uh, that right being you know, not the right of Native people not to forgive her. Uh, But then she continued, regardless of whether you forgive me, and again, that is up to you and you alone, I will continue to try my hardest to be the best champion for Indian country I can be. But it's very clear from the letter from the Cherokee Nation that they don't want to, they're never, they're not going to forgive her. That's not even what they're asking. They didn't ask her to apologize. They asked her to use her platform as a you know high-profile politician to educate people as to why what she did was wrong, to like have a proactive response to what she did. And like they're asking her to do something. They're not asking her to just say she's sorry and shut up. They want her to go out and say, I fucked up and this is how I fucked up and go into the history of things like blood quantum and you know, the deep, the, the ways that I, like tons of grants that are issued to, uh, to native tribes are given to people that are, have very dubious links to actual native communities. And like, they want her to go out and do the work to dispel the false myth that she has propagated. But she continues to make it about herself and be like, I'm sorry. And I've grown and all this nonsense. It's like, Lady, that's not what they're asking for. Well, that's not the only thing she's grown on as Warren has reduced her position on the super PACs. So here's where I stand. If all the candidates want to get rid of super PACs, count me in. I'll lead the charge. But that's how it has to be. It can't be the case that a bunch of people keep them and only one or two don't. She has been talking about not having a super PAC her whole campaign. She was she was ripping on Bernie, calling like our revolution which I think it said it had six donations above $1,000. Um, and like the uh, Sunrise Movement, I think th- she's implying that they are like dark money groups. And that is ridiculous that she was morally superior about this and that the uh, gender dynamics of the race are another aspect of her argument for reversing on her super PAC position. Yeah, this was the most egregious quote to me. She said, 
We reached the point a few weeks ago where all of the men who were on the debate stage all either had super PACs or they were multi-billionaires who could rummage around in their sock drawers and find enough money to be able to fund a campaign. And the only people who didn't have them were the two women. Ma'am, I think you're forgetting one of the men up there who does not have a super PAC and is really only funded by individual contributions. And that is our man, Bernie Sanders. If, if you're going to put gender dynamics into this, are, are we going to talk about how Elizabeth Warren's supporters are all like white college educated and she lost like the state where a lot of those people live, like such as New Hampshire? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if she wants to go all identity politics about this, then it's very telling that the the person with the most diverse coalition won New Hampshire. No, I'm sorry, won Nevada by a landslide, and that was Bernie Sanders, who is crushing the Latino vote. And yeah, so if she wants to play all this intersectional, you know, quote unquote intersectional nonsense with this, then we can take a look at her support, which is overwhelmingly white, college educated, like you said, and. You know, we don't have to get too deep into this because it's such bullshit, but she's been attacking Bernie on his health records, which he has released uh, all the information you could possibly want. Like, do do they want like a picture of his cock? Yeah, they they absolutely want the certificate from his from the Moyle who did his circumcision. (laughs) Sorry, Bernie, we're going to need to uh, get the whole colonoscopy (laughs) in addition to. Uh, Elizabeth Warren joining into the attacks on Bernie's health records. And again, like he's released as many health records as her. They just want confirmation from some authority that Bernie is like dying or something. (laughs) (laughs) They want the nightmare to go to end because he really is kind of these people's worst nightmare. Yeah. But she's also been going in about and echoing the media hysteria over his like supporters or random people on Twitter who say mean things to random other people on Twitter who happen to support a different candidate. And this is somehow evidence of how Bernie is this like toxic male misogynist or something. Yeah. I mean, we've been going through that. They're just, they're just reusing like shit that went stale four years ago. And it's an even worse argument now, considering that, if anything, Bernie's coalition has only gotten bigger. And more diverse, and definitely more diverse than hers. But I think it's also funny if you look at some of the people who support Elizabeth Warren, a lot of whom are definitely like the remnants of the fallen K-hive, the people who supported Kamala Harris and were just utterly batshit on Twitter. That same kind of aggrieved energy, this idea that the you know they supported the right candidate but because of you know the media or because of racism or sexism that their candidate was slighted and that you know that's the only reason that they can see why their person of choice did not win the is not doing well in the polls or you know in Kamala Harris's case dropped out i think that energy has transferred over to the warren supporters And they post really bizarre stuff talking about how, like, you know, I feel like if I asked Elizabeth Warren to do my taxes, that she would be like, here's an expense tracker. Email me your documents. I'm already on the phone with the IRS. I saw one that was like, if I was having a depressive episode, then I would want Elizabeth Warren to comfort me. It's like she's not running for the job of your therapist. She's running for the job of president of the United States. It's a different thing. And then, of course, we have the classic, the fact that grown-up Hermione Granger is right there with a plan to give every elf a sock, telling you she is willing to be the president, and some of you are not excited to vote for her, blows my mind. Elizabeth Warren, 2020, all the way for me. A lot of these people are just like, Hermione should have been the hero of Harry Potter, and we can correct that wrong by nominating Elizabeth Warren or something. Like, just truly warped worldviews that are removed from reality. And let's get back to reality. Is Elizabeth Warren going to lose Massachusetts? (laughs) 
I mean, she she might. Uh, she and Sanders are basically tied in Massachusetts as far as polls show. Uh, Elizabeth Warren does obviously have more of uh, more goodwill in the state and definitely in the Democratic Party in Massachusetts. Warren has released a list of 147 Massachusetts endorsements, which includes dozens of state lawmakers. Sanders only has 24 Massachusetts endorsements, and Biden has 90. Also, Elizabeth Warren was endorsed by the Boston Globe editorial board Ooh. after the South Carolina debate. But, I mean, honestly, something I saw in that debate was that, and something I've been seeing in the campaign in general, or the primary in general, is that what the media class wants is not what the average person wants. The media class has been losing its collective mind for months now because the people want Bernie Sanders. <laughs> like it's just the numbers show he has, he is polling the best. He has the biggest rallies. He is raising the most money from the most amount of people. It's just a fucking brain dead observation to be saying that he is, you know, somehow losing ground. It's not true at all. It's only true in the media, you know, intellectual yet idiot mindset. Well, there you have it, and that's our Elizabeth Warren two-parter. Uh, we've got some fun episodes coming up. We're gonna we're gonna do a few movie episodes, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and hopefully nobody here was planning on throw wasting their vote by uh, going for voting for some fringe candidate like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I mean, listen, you may not like him, but. Bernie Sanders is the only one who can beat Trump, and we all just need to rally around the nominee. We can't have this infighting. I, we Bernie is the unity ticket. I mean, we we just have to do what's right. Sorry. Listen, the people have spoken, and we have to rally around the front runner. Oh, it feels so good. Bernie's fucking winning, and Warren is going to drop out at some point. Will she endorse Bernie? We'll find out. Will we even want her to endorse Bernie is a good question. I feel like that might hurt him. Bye-bye, Liz. Bye-bye.